Welcome to Do It For The Process, a podcast for artists, creatives, and those who are creatively curious. This podcast explores the intersection between art and business, and we may just discover that they're not actually that different. I'm your host, Emily Jeffords. I'm an artist, mother, educator, and founder of the hashtag Do It For The Process. I know firsthand the joys and the struggles that come from being a working creative, and I'm here to shed some light and hope on your path. You are not alone in this. This podcast is brought to you by my new course, Making Art Work. It launches so soon, you guys. If you'd like more information, please visit my website, emilydeffords.com forward slash making artwork. This course is geared towards artists specifically, but it works for creatives of all kinds. We're going to be talking about things like marketing in a way that is beautiful and effective, how to create a dynamic and profitable business, how to diversify your business, how to offer products and services, how to launch products in a way that feels good and is good for your business so many things. This course is 12 weeks long. Each week focuses on a new aspect of creative business. Um, Each week also comes with a community, um, a Facebook Live, accountability partner. It's going to be really dynamic, really, really nourishing. It's basically what I wished that art school was, what I wish I had learned in college, but I did not. And I think that probably you did not either. So here we go. We can do this together. So visit emilyjeffords.com forward slash making artwork. Registration opens quite soon. Stay tuned. In this episode, we're going to dive into something that we all love and love to hate. Instagram for creatives and artists. Now, I'm going to start this podcast by saying I want you to pause. I want you to hop over to my website and download the Instagram for artists PDF, because this episode is going to be super nerdy. We're going to move quite quickly. We're going to cover a lot of ground and I want you to have some tangible, actionable steps that you can follow. So go to emilyjeffords.com forward slash podcast downloads. Again, that's emilyjeffords.com forward slash podcast downloads. Downloads has an S on the end because there are more than one in that in that library. So if you want to download other podcast episode downloads, you also can do that there. That's beside the point. This podcast is going to be nerdy. Let me preface it with that because while I am a creative, while I love beauty and thinking and and communication and all the ethereal things that we artists love, I am also a closeted geek. And that comes out kind of strong in this episode, so bear with me. I hope you find it to be helpful. So once you've downloaded the PDF, come on back. Let's dive in. All right, the first point that I want to make is as a creative and as an artist, you have a massively unfair advantage on Instagram. You do. You have one leg up on every other account, everyone else who shows up on the platform because not only are the things that you create beautiful, not only is your finished product something of value and something that means something, 
but your mess, even your mess is beautiful. I mean, think about it. You have a work table that's scattered full of supplies and materials, and it's gorgeous. You drop a Conte crayon and it shatters, and, it's, and that's even gorgeous. You have a few stray marks on raw canvas, and that is gorgeous. Every part of our creative process is photogenic. So let that sink in for a moment. You have no excuses when it comes to content for your Instagram account because literally every corner of your studio, every side, every angle, every every aspect of the creative process has something beautiful about it if you look hard enough. And part of that beauty is not so much about the aesthetics of what's happening in the space, but the fact that you are dedicated to creating beauty as, as a creator and as an artist as someone whose job is to create something. People espouse a lot of romance to our jobs and that's something that you can really play up on Instagram. Now the goal of Instagram is not growth, it is not popularity, it is not creating a curated magazine for you to look at in your old age. <laughs> the goal of Instagram is connection. You are connecting with your audience, with your collectors, your customers, people that admire you, your followers. You have actual humans who are watching your creative journey. That is really, really special. So don't focus on vanity metrics. Don't focus on whether or not you have a thousand followers or you want to get 10K or 1 million, whatever your thing is. That is a little bit of a toxic mindset, especially for a creative. If you want to be an influencer, that's what you should focus on. If you want to share your work in a genuine, authentic, and meaningful way, don't focus on your followers. Focus on your followers as humans, but not trying to amass you know, a vanity metric of followers. So I often see people celebrating, I hit 100,000 or I hit, you know, 50,000 or whatever. That makes your followers feel like nothing more than a number to you. And in reality, that's what they are if you treat them like that. Instead of treating your followers like numbers, treat them like humans, have a connection with them, have a relationship with them. It's harder to do once you have a lot of followers, but even I have 70,000 plus followers. I try to have a connection with everyone who shows up on my account because they matter to me. They matter to my business. They matter to my life. That's really, really cool that I have a place that I can do that. So show up for them not for the random stranger that doesn't know you, that you hope will become a new follower. Show up for the followers that you already have. Your audience will sense that perspective. They will sense that shift. They'll sense that they're valued and they will thank you for it. They're gonna be glad that they're there. And as that relationship develops, it will lead to deeper connection on both of your parts, which leads to more loyalty, which leads to more sales, which leads to more sharing about your work with their friends and their relatives and their random people that they meet, which leads to more growth. So it's a very organic and very meaningful way of growing your Instagram following. It's not quick. It's not overnight. You're not going to wake up and have 10,000 new followers unless someone shares about your account who's you know really popular, which is wonderful. But this method of growing is meaningful and lasting and you're not going to have a bunch of follow unfollows because your followers are here for you. They're here to see what happens, how you evolve, what your journey turns into. It's very, very cool, very special. 
In order to do this, you need to show up as your authentic, unique, beautiful self. The only reason that anybody will follow you is because you have a perspective. You have something that's interesting about you, about your work, something unique, something that is so resonant with who you are that it's intrinsically attractive to both your followers and to total strangers who hopefully will become followers. So to show up as your unique self, think about things like what do you care about in your real life? What do you care about in your work, in your process, in your business? What colors do you gravitate towards? Can they become a theme throughout your Instagram account? What's your photography style? How do you like to see the world? How do you like to translate that into photographs? Or who can you hire to shoot that aesthetic for you? What words would you use to describe your aesthetic? What inspires your work? What inspires you right this moment? What do you enjoy most about your creative process? What story do you want to tell? All of these questions are in the PDF that I asked you to download. So if you haven't done that yet, now you have a taste of what we're getting into. It's just going to get more and more nerdy, guys. So please do pop over there and get that if you if you haven't done so yet. Most importantly, how will your audience feel? How will your individual visitors feel after reading and seeing your posts? This is a really important thing to think about because it affects the way that your audience connects with you. And if you can have an objective for that, a goal in mind before you even post something, before you write your copy, before you think about what you want to say, how do you want them to feel? Should they be inspired? Should they be thoughtful? Should they hop over to your website and buy something? Should they be excited for you? Should they be excited for themselves? Think about that end result and then tailor both the imagery and the content of the post to fit that. All right, that's the groundwork. That's the under layer of all things that I want you to focus on on Instagram. It's very simple. Connect with your audience, share a beautiful, unique perspective. Now let's get into something a little bit deeper, a little bit more strategy oriented. Let's talk about psychology the psychology of an engaging account. Humans are so interesting. They're so fascinating. The way that we connect both offline and online is so uniquely complex and so bizarre and simple and wonderful and you can study it. You can you can tailor your account to to meet people where they currently are in the world. So I have for you a few observations that I've made about how psychology can play a part in your Instagram, your Instagram strategy, if you will. So let's dive in. The first one is to amuse. This is the quickest way into someone's heart. If you can help them lighten up a little bit, chuckle, find some delight, find some simple uh, pleasure in your account, some simple just, you know, connecting with their heart person to person, something that, you know, is just so simple and effortless. You don't have to be straight up funny, although if you are, lean into that because that's gold. But if you can just be amusing or connecting on a humorous, lighthearted level, you're going to find yourself in that person's mind and into their heart quicker than if you were a little bit more somber or serious. That takes another level of, of a relationship. Amusement is a very quick way into a stranger's heart. 
The next point is to entertain. Now, this does not have to make you a comic. You do not have to be a clown. You do not have to be, uh, you know, ridiculous. You can be yourself. Entertaining is taking someone on a journey, taking them out of their life, out of their world, and telling them a story, giving them a break, giving them a bit of joy or a bit of thoughtfulness. Let them follow the arc of a story with you. Now, this is a great tactic for your Instagram stories. If you can, you know, have a, a five-part Instagram story where you just take someone through the process of a painting, that's a gentle, really, really easy way to entertain someone. You can show them your dog playing in the backyard. You know, just find find a very simple, relatable story and tell it in an entertaining way. Another quick way to add some entertainment to your story is to add a little bit of a cliffhanger. So add some drama to the narrative. Things like, am I going to finish my painting today? Am I going to get to paint? Am I going to get to whatever your thing might be for that day? Put that out at the beginning of the day, especially on a day where you think you probably will. Um, you don't really want to be like, oh, womp womp, didn't happen. That's fine if, that, if that's the way it goes. That's totally fine. But if you think that you might be able to accomplish that thing, adding a little bit of drama at the beginning of the day is a really fun way to let people follow you in your journey of the day. Super entertaining, super easy to do. The next point I want to make is shareable content. Humans are consistently looking for ways to appear to be an authority amongst their friend groups. It's something in our nature, something in our biology. We want to know, will someone else find this interesting? Will someone else value me more because of this? Either because they own an object that's desirable or they know something that's impressive or they've done something that's really cool. Whatever that may be, shareable content is in this vein. This is a big reason why most of us align with brands that we think are impressive. So for instance, how many of us love kinfolk? How many of us actually read a kinfolk magazine, but how many of us love kinfolk? My hand is raised for the, I love kinfolk, but do I read the magazine? Not really. Do I own the magazines? Absolutely, because they allow me to look impressive or well-rounded or artistic or thoughtful to my friends and to my people that, you know, see my lifestyle. That to me is valuable. Now, this is really, really shallow, but this happens a lot on, on many, many different levels throughout the day. You buy a certain sweater because it will look good on your body and your friends will be like, oh, that's a great sweater. I love that. Or you shop at Goodwill because that you know, is in line with what you want to do in the world. So many different layers to this, to this concept, but think about ways that you can make your brand and your business and your Instagram account one of those desirable assets to someone else's life. So the more valuable content you can give to the world, the more you can make your captions relatable and inspiring and shareable, the better. Add some value add some interest, post things that make your followers proud to be one of your followers. If you can do that, you are on a really, really solid path. Your brand content should be easily relatable and easily shareable. Okay, the next point I wanna bring up is conversation. 
we all know that humans love to talk. We love to add our voice to the mix. We love to, you know, just be a part of the conversation. So give your followers a welcome and open space to add their insight, their input, their brilliance, their perspective, their vote, their whatever it may be. Create space, open arms for community. I often think about my Instagram account as my home on the internet. One of my homes. I have many, many homes, but that's one of them. And it's my job to open my arms wide, to welcome people in, to say your voice is welcome here. This is a space for you. This is not only a space for me. If you can create that kind of welcoming atmosphere, your community will be very dynamic, very devoted to you. They'll continually show up and add their voice, add their perspective, which is really, really beautiful and very valuable for you. All right, the next point, be your aspirational self and encourage others to be their aspirational selves as well. Now, Instagram particularly gets a bit of a bad rap because it is a little bit fake. We all know this. We all know that this is the highlight reel. This is not the real life. We know that people put forth their best face, maybe even a fake face. I mean, have you heard of Facetune? It is, it is creepy, creepy good at making you look perfect. So in a world where we're all being a little bit fake, we're all being a little bit aspirational, especially if you represent a brand and not just a person. So I represent Emily Jeffords Studio on Instagram. I have an account that's Emily Jeffords Life, which is not quite as beautiful, but it is still beautiful. But when I'm showing up as my studio, I can't be anything but aspirational. It doesn't do my brand any good. It's a disservice to my studio to show up as someone who's not put together, a mess, grumpy, creating bad artwork, you know, all those things that are actually real parts of my life, but my studio needs to be elevated, needs to be above that mess and that drama. Now, if this still is disingenuous to you, think about it this way. This is the way that I love to think about this, this complex and strange topic. Your aspirational self is actually you. It's the part of you that you want to be more of tomorrow. It's the part of you that you want to show up again and again and again. You want to make it a greater part of your life. You want to have these habits deepen and richen in your soul. So it's not like this is not you. It's just the you that you're practicing to be more of. And you're encouraging your audience to also do the same. So you know how toxicity and bad behavior and you know negative attitudes spread like wildfire. They can change you know the, an entire community quickly. The same thing happens with positive energy and good outlooks and good attitudes and beauty, but the effect is slower and the effect takes more effort. So we have to work harder at it. We have to make it more of, a, of an impact and more of a habit in our account and in our actual life. So show up as your aspirational self, share success stories, talk about your victories, share the beautiful moments that you find in the world, share the things that have made you think and better yourself and deepen yourself. Project a better, ver better version of yourself into the world and your audience will mirror that beauty and that goodness. We all need more of that. Do not feel guilty. If you feel like you're being fake on Instagram, 
you are projecting a better version of yourself in the world. And that's the part of you that should become stronger and richer and greater and more impactful tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. So just continue practicing and eventually you'll find that you actually are more like that woman or that man. And that's really, really cool. All right, the next point is to create connections. Now, connections between you and other people, connections between you and your audience, connections between your work and other brands. Anytime you can create a network, a web of interactions and of connections and and relationships, the more your impact in this platform grows, the more you're seen as an expert, as an authority, as someone who is well-connected, well-rounded in this space, it's really, really powerful. So find reasons to talk about other people. Find reasons to talk about people that you admire. Build up other people that are that are your peers, that are your friends. Be generous. And in doing so, you'll create a beautiful network of goodwill and altruism. And you'll just look wonderful doing it. So that's not a bad thing for anyone involved. The next point is social currency. Bring some clout to your brand. If you do something special, you absolutely should brag about it. If you have done something brave or bold or unique, if you finished a painting, brag about it in a humble, you know, grateful way, but you absolutely should bring it to the table and show it off a little bit. Your audience wants to know that they're following someone who's doing impressive things. So bring any little hint of, of glory or of accomplishment to the table because your audience wants to be impressed by you. The nice thing is it doesn't take much. They, the people that follow you have bought into your journey. They've bought into your story. So they're already rooting for you. They're already championing, championing your success. And they want to know that they're following someone awesome. So Bring forth all little accomplishments. They can be as small as finishing a clay pot or as large as collaborating with anthropology or as big as, you know, you're painting a huge mural on the side of a massive building or as small as finishing a five by seven postcard. The scale doesn't matter as much as your enthusiasm for having completed it. So be enthusiastic, be positive, be grateful to your work, be grateful to your audience for listening and for sharing and for showing up. Absolutely nothing but good will come of you representing your work boldly and proudly in the world. So do it. Just do it. I know it feels weird, but do it. All right. The next point, support a cause, encourage generosity, encourage a community of generosity You can do this by making generosity easy for your community. Let's say that you want to support a cause. You have a a charity that you're feeling passionate about or a friend who needs some support and, you know, some financial help or emotional help, whatever it may be. You leading the way in that march, you making all the obstacles disappear for your audience and saying, hey, I worked it out. Here's the need. Here's the goal. Let's do this together. Your audience wants to be a part of that beautiful altruism, that beautiful um, energy of positivity. So the more you can pave the way and make that easy for them, the more they will fall in line behind you and bring some light and goodness to the world with you, which is so, so empowering for 
everyone involved. It's so powerful for your brand and for you as a, as a leader of your brand to have that outlook and that perspective in the world. It's just really, really cool. It can be a great way to rally people behind you to help them align themselves with you and your brand and your business. Really powerful, really, really good work. Um, yeah, think about ways that you can do that with your business because it is just so powerful. Okay, the last thing that I'm going to bring up today, and there are more, there are absolutely so many more ways to connect with your audience on a psychological level, which these all have touched on some form of psychology. I haven't gotten into the nerdy science of it because you know what? I'm not a psychologist. I am a girl who is obsessive and nerdy and loves humans, but I'm not trained in this. So if you have any other points you'd like to bring to the table, please let me know. I would love to hear how you have connected with your audience on a psychological level or an emotional, um, you know, connection. Okay. The last one I'm going to bring up is surprise. Surprise is a great way to awaken things, to shake things up, to cause your audience's brains to go, oh my gosh, wait, what, what did she just do? What did, what did he just say? Or, um, you know, to send some ripples through through your Instagram presence. It's really, really fun. Keep things fresh. If you have a secret that's kind of boiling, maybe you just drop drop the secret one day and just, you know, sh- like shake things up quite a bit. Um, maybe you do something spur of the moment, like you have a giveaway, just a random giveaway. Get creative with it. There are so many ways to add some surprise to your Instagram presence. So, Find ways, think about ways um, that you can add that element to your, yeah, to your Instagram game and see what happens. Cause I think it'll be really, really cool and really helpful. So to tie a little tidy bow on how to connect with your audience via a little bit of human psychology, the premise of all of this is always do your part to create connections between you and your audience. Your account is not about you. It is about your audience and it's about your, your space to meet them, to connect with them as humans, as individuals. Instagram is a place to meet your community and to bring your studio practice into their lives, into their daily rhythm. So the more you can do that in a way that's interesting and engaging, the better. And the more it will bring you life, the more you can make it interesting and engaging for yourself by shaking things up, by surprising yourself, by becoming, you know, a richer, fuller version of you on this platform, the more you're going to enjoy it, the more you're going to want to be here, the more you're going to want to connect with these people that are following you for a reason, that are following you because you're so interesting and beautiful and your work is so cool and all the parts of you that make you desirable, you can be them more boldly and more clearly with, with these topics in mind. So go for it. Make it awesome. Okay. This wraps up part one of Instagram for artists and creatives. If you downloaded the PDF on my website, emilydifferts.com forward slash podcast downloads, I almost forgot what it was. Then you have gotten a preview of part two already, but don't jump ahead yet. We'll get into all the nerdy goodness in the next episode. I don't want to overload you in one episode because we are covering so much content. It's basically an Instagram course. I want to take it slow. I don't want to overwhelm. So I'm going to stop here with part one. So re-listen to this, take some notes, strategize ways that you can include this, these practices in your Instagram strategy. 
and come back for part two, which we'll get into more, um, more posting strategy, analytics, things like that. How to use Instagram stories. So many, so many other, there's so much to Instagram. It's just such a beautifully complex platform. I love it. I love it. Um, but I don't want to overwhelm you. So we'll stop here for today. Come back for part two tomorrow or whenever you listen to this, it'll be the next episode. Thank you all for tuning in. And if you'd like to be notified about next week's episode, be sure you click subscribe in your podcast app. This podcast was brought to you by Making Art Work, my brand new upcoming three-month course and community for artists and creatives who are wanting to grow their practice into a thriving, sustainable business. You can find out more at emilyjeffords.com forward slash making artwork. Enrollment will open quite soon, so stay tuned for more information. I cannot wait to share what I have in store. As always, I would love to hear from you. If you would like to send a letter to the podcast, visit emilyjeffords.com forward slash podcast. And of course, you can find me on Instagram at emily underscore Jeffords. Take a screenshot of this podcast and share it with your followers. I will be ever in your debt if you do. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today. I would like to leave you with a benediction, but an artist's benediction, because after all, this show is for artists. So may you be well, may you create good work, and may you always do it for the process. Until next week, cheers!